Welcome, welcome to Babby's House. I'm so, and thank you so very much for joining me today here on Babby's House, where everybody is a member of the family. And I'm just so happy that you've taken time out of your busy day to join me. You know, as I was coming up, just thinking about the fact that we're starting to, you know, matriculate, getting back into the world and getting back into church. And a, a little song that I grew up singing in my daddy's church just kind of came into my mind. And I think I'll start the show with this. I was glad when they said, unto me I was glad when they said unto me I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord come on somebody it's time for church right now thank y'all for thank you for going to church with me a little bit I'm so happy to have as my very special guest a, a dear uh, lady who is an author she is a speaker She's a motivator. She is a person who believes that God has given everybody a purpose. Her name is Kimberly Reed, and she is the author of a great book called Optimists Always Win. And her story is very personal. Her book comes from a very personal place in her life. Eight years ago, Kimberly Reed hit rock bottom when her mother passed away of cancer. Her grandmother died of a broken heart. And just a few months later, Kim herself was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. But thank God, Kimberly Reed is still here. It lets us know that she's a survivor and she has a story to tell. Let's welcome to Babby's house, Kimberly Reed. My friend, thank you for joining me today and welcome to Babby's house. Thank you, Babby. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for that, bringing me back home for, for, for a few moments at that song. Woo! Oh, yes, because yes, I, yes, I know you're a church girl. I know you're a I church am. girl. <laughs> I am, I am. I sat on the front pew with Mary J. Morris. She was the mother of the church at Holy Tabernacle, Holy Tabernacle Church in Dorchester, Massachusetts. So I know it all too well. That's why I learned how to beat that tambourine. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. And you know, Kimberly Reed, I can tell immediately that you have a spirit of optimism that just permeates your whole being. But you had to uh, come from a very low place in your life when you lost your mother, then you lost your grandmother, and you had to find a way to bounce back. And you talk about that in your book called Optimists Always Win. Your mother was a great influence in your life. Can we just start there? Can you tell us about your mother and how she impacted your life with that spirit of optimism? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you. we are starting this conversation with that remarkable woman. And uh, in a few weeks, we're going to celebrate mothers all over the world. And yes. uh, Barbara, Re Barbara E. Reed reigned supreme in my life. And she was just sensational. And I thank God for 
seeing that I was the recipient yes. of that love, of that, of her spirit. The last 45 days of her life, she passed away, Babby, of leukemia. Mm. And the last 45 days of her life, she was in the hospital. But they weren't bad days. They were days that she went through treatment. But they were also days that the doctor did not, <laughs> could not tell if she was hurting or could tell if she was not doing, feeling good that day because she had her hand on the Bible every day. Every morning when I went in, seven o'clock, she had her hand on the Bible. She told my dad and I, this too shall pass. And she always told the doctor that I'm fine. I, God is going to heal me. And God is going to answer my prayers. And to the last week of her, uh, of her on this side of heaven, one night uh, I was going to see her. My dad and I changed shifts and I was going in and um, going in to say goodnight to her as I did every night. And none of the nurses were on the floor when I got off the elevator. And I was like, wow, we're all the nurses. Where's? I said, oh, oh, you know, I just talked to my mother, tell her I was on my way. So I knew she was okay. But I said, oh, oh, I hope that all the patients, everybody's okay. But I, so I proceed to my mother's room and there are all the nurses. Cause I made my wow. mother's room since she was so there so long, I made it her room just to look like her bedroom, right? So she could feel at home. But mm-hmm. all of the nurses, some nurses were on the on the sofa. Some nurses were on the floor. Some nurses were in the bed with her. <laughs> some nurses, and my mom was laying across the bed like this, and she was reading her Bible, and they were having church. They were talking, having Bible study, talking about life, talking about relationships, talking about men. And so I say that to you, that in her darkest hour, Ooh. she was pouring into people. In her wow. darkest hour. She yes. wanted to make sure that everybody was okay. In her yes. darkest hour, she trusted God. And she knew that he would answer her prayer. But when my mom, on her last day on this side of heaven, contracted a hospital pneumonia, and I, and most people think that it was the leukemia that brought her transition. But no, it was the hospital pneumonia that made it harder for her to breathe. And so when God whispered in her ear, come with me, because I just know that's what he did. He's so sovereign. And I know that's what he did. And when he came to say, come with me, he answered her prayer because the night that I was leaving, she said, I said, mommy, I know you don't feel well. She said, I am okay. I just need God to take this hospital pneumonia away from me. (laughs) And I said, well, mama, I am praying that you are healed, that God just heals you. And he answered her prayer and not mine. And I was, and I had a hard time with that. She had had a hard time. Because the next day, the next, um, the next out, the next day in that midnight hour, God whispered to her in her ear and said, come with me. And she did. Yeah. To the other side of heaven. Your mother 
your mother um, sounds like a remarkable woman. I, I did not have the opportunity to meet her. I wish I could have been one of those people that was in her hospital room, just gleaning from her wisdom and, and her love and her message of hope and reading her Bible. And, you know, it just lets us know that the world is hungry. The world is hungry for love and the world is hungry for hope. And it sounds like your mother had a lot of that to give. And you, you, are, a blessed, you are a blessed woman to have had her as your mother. Yes. Yes. You, yes. I read in, in your notes that your grandmother sounds like this is a, you know, this this trend for optimism is in your DNA. You know, your grandmother is another remarkable woman. Your mother is a strong, resilient, godly woman with so much love and compassion and care to give. And here you are expressing that that same message, uh, Kimberly. It's just an amazing thing to say. But I, I read in the notes um, that your grandmother died of a broken heart. Can you can you elaborate on that? Yes. So my I grew up in a family of, of godly of Proverbs thirty one women. No question about it. From my grandmother Hattie V. Reed, who is my maternal uh, my paternal grandmother. She died at one o four of just natural causes. Um, and my grandmother, Mary J. Morris, who I went to church with, who was that church mother at Holy Tabernacle Church, who went out, sat on the front pew and ate all of those red and white peppermints <laughs> and beat my tan and learned how to beat the tambourine and watch the senior mass choir missionary come in and who my grandmother was on. And when they came around for an offering, she said, wait, this is my baby grand. I want to introduce you to <laughs> that woman. Yes. And uh, she, uh, my mother and uh, my Aunt Mary Ann. Uh, who um, strong women, my Aunt Rosa, who is in Waycross, Georgia, uh, who wrote a letter in the book to all of, the, all of you uh, about optimism, uh, lost her big sisters. And my Aunt Marianne and my mother, uh, my grandmother's baby girls, she lost them both within two years of each other. Wow. And they were her best friends. And when my grandmother told me, when she was in the hospital, she had gotten sick, she had gotten a little pneumonia. And when she told me that when my mother died, after my Aunt Marianne, it felt like that God had roped her two hands together. An 88-year-old woman telling you that, I knew that this praying woman all her life, trusted God in every moment, unyielding, in, immovable faith, said that to me. And I knew that this was a, it was a, it was a hard journey for her. Yeah, Even a, a devastating blow. Jesus. Yeah, a devastating blow. And life yeah. can deliver those kinds of devastating blows. Uh, you know, the old folks in my daddy's church used to say, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And that's certainly the truth yeah. as we as we live in life. In your book called Optimists Always Win, you use an acronym. Uh, we hear the term TKO, but you use the term LKO. Talk about what, what an LKO is. Yes. LKO is life's knockouts. You know, TKO to your point is, you know, boxing. Right. And yes. so those, just to, you know, and so those those gold gloves that are on the cover of the book are represent my mother's fight. And so and, and how she did it with grace and eloquence and, you know, gold. Right. Is is elite. Right. She did it. 
And so God punctuates our lives in this season with crisis moments that test our faith and resilience of varying degrees. Uh, you know, designed, Babby, for everlasting good. And for thousands of years, God's people have known times of trouble. And in recent days, all too well. And at best time in my life, it was all too well. And there are scriptures that describe the faithful not as those who never saw trouble, but as those who cried out to God in their crisis. And that's what, that's what I did when I went through that, those LKOs, right? Because we remember the psalmist in particular celebrates God's eagerness, right? To, help, to hear and help his people in their day of distress or time of trouble. Right. So yes. when I was at the crossroads moment of rock bottom and survival, I remembered those psalms. Right. That, you know, David testified that God had been to him. Right. A fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. So I know that our father never promised that our being here and being his would mean that we would not have our times of trouble. And that's yes. what those LKOs are. Yes. Uh, Kimberly Reed, you are the author of a great book called Optimists Always Win. And there is a, there is a wonderful uh, generational uh, blessing that your family has experienced and is still experiencing through you. And that is this optimistic, hopeful outlook on life. And in your book, and even in your conversation just a moment ago, you referred to um, David and when he was at his lowest ebb and he remembered the promises of God. And a moment ago, you just talked about the fact that you were in a low place and you remembered the promises of God. In your book, you talk about a, a right kind of a mindset. And we, we've got to keep our minds stayed on the, on the Lord. Can you talk about the the importance of a positive, godly, encouraging mindset? Oh, yes, a a absolutely. Babby, I, but let me, I don't want, I want to be transparent with you because I didn't always have it. When my mother died, I stopped speaking to God. Mm. And I, we as Christians, <gasps> we clutch our pearls when a saint or someone, we say that. How could you stop talking to God? I, I was mad with God. He took my mother, someone who had her hand on the Bible every morning from me. And I prayed. I did everything right. I, I listened to every motivational bit video. I read my Bible. I know my Bible. I read, I read the Psalms. I listened, I listened to my, my, my Bible on my, on my phone. And I listened, you know, I knew what David testified, right? That God had been to him. I know these Psalms, right? He who knew where to turn when crisis came in the day of my trouble, I call upon you. I know these, but none of them came into my, none of them came. They never manifested in my life. So when I listen to 
the Bible and when I watched every motivational video and watched everything and asked God a million times to take away the pain of losing my mother, my maternal grandmother, and then having cancer myself and, you know, being this woman, I say this, that fully trusting God was very hard, but it calls us to act in great faith daily. But think about how great life could be if we lived without worry, stress, fear, doubt. Yeah. Right? That we must intentionally focus on God's plans for us and not our own. And I had to learn these things because for me that it, it, it was difficult, but I tried to remember Jeremiah 29, 11, the promises Right. God wants us to prosper. He doesn't harm us. Yeah. His plans for us are so much greater. So, you know, so when you when the sun went down in my soul. I'm a, now I'm going I'm going I'm to say this one. now, this this one, I'm going to say this and you're probably not going to believe me. But I had to remember and express gratitude. Mm, yes. Express gratitude. Listen, I appreciate your transparency. And your real, your reality check, you know, the, the reality that, that life is real and life hurts. And sometimes we find ourselves in the trenches, but I thank God that you remembered, you remembered the promises of God. And thank you so very much for reminding us of that. In your book, you also talk about the power to choose. You, you made the decision you made the decision to choose the promises of God. Can you talk about the power to choose? Yes, a a absolutely, absolutely. You know, the every all that's one of the most powerful things that we have in, in our yeah. life is the power of what we choose to believe in. Right? Yes. And, 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 and so for me, you know, I had to, and, and maybe it's for you or your audience or, or folks that are listening to us, a season in your life that can cast a dark cloud over our lives and when we're numb inside, whatever we feel like defeats us and that pain held you in its tightest grip, everyone's season is different. It is true that people with resilience, right? We tend to have this higher tolerance and gratitude. We tend to have this higher tolerance for emotional distress Right. Because and, 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 and also also when you're when you're vertical. Right. Is yes. in alignment. Right. right. Your horizontal mm -hmm. makes it easier for your horizontal. Right. And for you to go through some things. Yeah. Right? Your relationships with others. Yes. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and so when you are able to tolerate the feelings of stress and sadness that accompany adversity in our lives, because adversity is our greatest teacher and it find a way to rebound from that, you, I will tell you, building resilience can help us in our faith, can help us maintain a positive outlook and face an uncertain future with less fear. And it goes through our, our, our darkest days because we do know that trusting God at times can be very difficult. But you realize the purpose of the setback in your overall life plan and the overall that overall plan that God has for our lives. Whether you believe in your destiny being predetermined or things happening for a reason, 
something yes. occurred during that setback that positively positioned you that God said, wait, I'm positioning you for your future. That's right. That setback can be a launching pad into the next season of your destiny. Listen, I want to make sure that our viewers know how to engage with you online because this whole season of COVID has given us the opportunity to minister to many more people because uh, everybody is online. So I want you to talk just very briefly about some of the, the things that you have online where we can connect with you and your message. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. Yes, yes, yes. So we just launched, oh, so excited about this. We launched 21 Days of Optimism to, and it's really designed to re-energize all of us, most of us, right? Or most of us, Babby, are those that are suffering pandemic fatigue, right? And we are just really wanna teach people the necessary skills to tap into the power of optimism. Uh, you know, everybody, I would love everybody to join us and you can, it's this, it's an interactive, uh, it's, it's a program really of short videos. And we're gonna explore themes of the book um, and it will challenge participants to be optimistic every day for 21 days, right? And to keep everyone on track. Yeah, to keep everyone on track each morning, we're going to begin with a daily dose of optimism. So you're going to go to um, YouTube. Um, Can you give us the... Uh, go ahead. It's www.optimusalwayswinseries.com or you can go to YouTube and type in 21 Days of Optimism and join the channel. And Very good. we are doing this and we're going to continue to doing this because people are looking at 2021 as just the fifth quarter of 2020. And it really well, we're going to we're going to check all that out. We're going to check all that out. And we are just so excited about your message and about your book once again, which is called Optimist Always Win. Kimberly Reed, thank you, my friend, for joining me today on Babby's House and for your powerful and encouraging message. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Babby, just remember, all of the proceeds, as you can see here, they're going to two cancer charities. So this is Praise American God. Cancer Society behind me. So we're going to bless Absolutely. so many. Thank you thank so Thank you for much. your outlook and thank you for your contribution. And we'll talk with you soon, all right? Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. God bless. And to you, dear friend, stick around because after this break, I'll be back with an encouraging word just for you. So stick around. We'll be right back after this message. I'm so glad you came back to Babby's house because I want to encourage you in just a few moments that we have left here on the show. You know, there was a season in my life when I wanted to sing R&B music. I grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan, and at the season that I was growing up, the time that I was growing up, Motown music was it. And there was Diana Ross and the Supremes. There was Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. And of course, there was Aretha and all these wonderful singers that came out of Detroit. And even though I was a young Christian and my father was a Baptist pastor, I didn't really want to sing the music of the church, traditional music that, I, that I'd been raised on. I wanted to step out there and make a career of singing R&B music. I started singing in bars and clubs. And even though I was a young Christian, on Friday nights, I'd sing in the, and Saturday nights, I'd sing in the bar and the club, hoping to get discovered. While Sunday morning, I'd go back to daddy's church and lead the choir and sing the solos. 
And I was living this life of compromise. I had too much church for the world and too much world for the church. And I was not at home in either place. And one day I was eating a cup of soup and the soup started to grow lukewarm over the course of the lunch hour. And the grease started to stick to the sides of the cup and it rolled off the spoon. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and reminded me that this is your life. Your life is lukewarm. And the Bible does talk about a lukewarm life in the book of the Revelation chapter three, I believe it's verse 15, where he says, I know your works and I know you're neither hot nor cold. And I wish you were either one or the other, but because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spew you out of my life. Well, I took that as an ultimatum from the Holy Spirit who challenged me to get on fire for God. I don't know where you're living in your life right now, but I pray that you are on fire for God. We need your fire in this world. We need you to be focused on the, on the love of God and what he is doing in your life because he wants to use you to make a difference in the world. And you cannot do that when you're compromising. And so my, my scripture verse that I, that I love to even write about is, is found in Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 51, verse 10. And this is my prayer. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not from your presence and, and take not your spirit from, from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. That's my challenge for you today, to live a, li a life that is on fire for God and dedicate your heart fully and completely to him. Well, my friend, thank you for joining me here on Babby's House. And I want you to do me a favor today. I want, I want to encourage you to go to Babby.com. That's my official website, Babby.com, first name only, Babby.com. And while you're on the website, I want you to click the Listen Live button. That's the Listen Live button to our internet, our internet radio station. When you click that button, that will launch the radio station where you can hear beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day. And while you're on the website, also click the subscribe button that will allow you to get on our newsletter mailing, uh, mailing list. You'll get it digitally through an email. We want you to do that. And also click the follow me on Facebook button. There's a, a Facebook icon right there. And just click that button to follow me on Facebook. And this, this way we can do life together. I can encourage you on an ongoing basis, almost a daily basis. We'll send out a newsletter to you. Well, listen, my friend, thank you for joining me on Babby's House. And will you just continue to live for the Lord without compromise? Let your light shine for Jesus. And until the next time we get together around this microphone, will the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye.